Hello, and welcome to the Holistic Money Podcast. I'm your host, certified financial planner and money mindset coach, Whitney Morrison. Over the past seven years, I've taken myself from credit card debt and no savings to a seven-figure net worth. I did this without a budget or a restrictive money plan, but instead, smart, sustainable wealth-building strategies combined with changing my relationship with money. In this podcast, you'll learn the ins and outs of my no-budget philosophy, practical wealth-building strategies, and key mindset shifts to make it happen. There is no shortage of information out there to tell you what to do with money, but teaching you how to think and feel about money, that's my secret sauce. If you've been waiting for a podcast that gives you actionable strategies to not only build wealth, but also feel really good while you're doing it, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Holistic Money Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about managing money as a couple. I'm going to teach you the number one thing that you and your partner need to explicitly talk about and both agree on to be able to have clarity and ease in the money management process. I'm also going to give you four tips to successfully talk about money and manage your money as a couple that I have learned over the past 10 years of working with couples on their money. Now, before I dive into this episode, I want to tell you that I recorded this in video form, which I have been doing with a lot of my podcast episodes, and I re-listened to the content after this episode was actually recorded. And I will tell you, I'm a bit nervous to have you listen to this episode simply because I come in hot with my perspective on managing money as a couple. I really talk about sharing your money as a couple, financial equality, making sure that your money is your partner's money and managing your lifestyle accordingly to be able to have what I consider to be true equality and true partnership. But here's what I'll say. After listening to this, I realized there were so many blind spots in this episode. There are so many areas where I wasn't really looking at the reality of different types of partnerships and different types of relationships. I still stand by the fact that I think it can be a beautiful, beautiful thing to fully merge your money with your partner and to give yourself a specific amount of financial autonomy, which I talk about in this episode, how to do that, but also really play on the same team with your partner. However, if you are in an abusive relationship, if you're with a partner that is taking advantage of you financially, I don't think any of this stands. I think you really have to tap in. You have to feel out the nature of your relationship to really understand if fully merging and fully bringing your money together with your partner is truly the right fit for you. Because only you really know if that's true. What I will say is if you experience a lot of fear and shame and uncertainty around money or lack of trust with money, you may have money trauma that it's getting in the way of you playing on the same team as your partner. However, I also want you to listen to if you are not in a trusting relationship that you actually believe it's a safe space to share money with your partner, then that's really important for you to acknowledge and listen to at the same time. So those are two different things, though. I just want to make sure you're aware of it. It's two different things to have money trauma and money fear about merging money versus being in a relationship where you don't feel like it's safe to merge money. So I wanted to give you a little bit of that context before we dive into the episode because you'll see I'm a huge advocate for sharing your money with your partner. Another thing that I will say 
is that I consider any premarital assets, so anything that you have accumulated or created before your marriage or before your long-term partnership, as separate property. So what that means is that is property that I don't necessarily considered joint property. And the reason why I think that's important is I think it's because, yes, you and your partner can be coming to the table with two very different financial situations. But in the event that your relationship does end, you want to make sure you're financially protected. But I believe that while you're together, while you are building a life together, I believe that the most powerful, transformative, healthy way to manage your money as a partnership is to give complete financial equality to both parties in the relationship, which means regardless if one person is making $2 million or one person is making $20,000, you all live the same lifestyle, you have the same access to money, and you have the same voice around your shared financial decisions. All right. If you like this episode, Make sure to leave me a review on Apple Podcast or share it with someone that you love. Maybe they will also get some insight into how to be a better partner with managing their money. Y'all, there are so many benefits to managing money with your partner. Believe it or not, your money can actually be an avenue for connection, a way to feel incredibly supported by your partner and also get you two on the same team so you actually hit your financial goals faster. But if you do not approach this topic thoughtfully and intentionally in your relationship, then money could end up being a source of stress or fighting or avoidance or awkwardness in your relationship. The first thing that you and your partner need to decide on in your financial lives is what money is going to be individual money versus what money is going to be shared money. It's very unlikely that you and your partner are going to make the same amount of money throughout your entire relationship together. For example, in my life with my husband, Craig, there have been times that Craig has made upwards of $100,000 more than I have, and vice versa. There have been times where I have made significantly more than he has. Which given this, it can be challenging when you have a shared lifestyle with your partner but you two are making unequal amounts of money. Now, there are a few different ways that you can manage your money and design this system, but the first thing that I'll tell you is this is an explicit conversation that you and your partner need to have. You all need to be clear on what your expectations are financially from the other person because when you are living with someone, when you're partnered with someone, when you're married to someone, you are building a shared life with them. And in order to build a shared life, that requires money. It requires your money and it requires your partner's money. And if you two aren't clear on what money is going to pay for what, and if my money is considered your money and your money is considered my money, then inevitably what will happen is confusion and resentment will start to grow under the surface. You may think by not talking about money or keeping your finances separate or just handling money issues as they arise, that you are reducing conflict or taking unnecessary confusion or clutter out of your relationship. But what happens inevitably is that you two are building a shared life together, which does require money. Money is a huge component of your life. And when you are living with someone, when you are sharing a life with someone, you need to make sure that you two have really open and honest money conversations so that you can make sure there isn't any confusion or underlying resentment. So here are the different ways that you can choose to merge and share your money with your partner. 
First thing that you can do is you can choose to keep everything separate. So you can have all of your expenses and all of your finances coming out of your account and your partner can do the same for theirs. The issue is that you are going to have a shared lifestyle. You're gonna have decisions that you two are gonna need to make on the regular about how to live your lives. And so one of the things that I see couples struggle with when they choose to keep everything separately is they don't really understand how to make a great decision for their family not just for themselves, because it's really difficult to understand what you two can do together if you don't have any visibility or insight or understanding of your partner's financial situation. The way that I see couples do this is that they choose to have one partner pay specific expenses and the other partner choose to pay other expenses, which can work for a certain amount of time until you start to approach any big life decision like buying a home, getting a car, or having a child then you really have to start to think about how you're going to make these decisions for your life and for your finances. I will say, after working with couples for over 10 years, this is one of the most challenging ways to have a healthy, loving relationship with money in a partnership. A lot of people want to avoid managing money with their partner because they think they're going to avoid unnecessary fighting or unnecessary stress. But what ends up happening is that all exists anyways. It's just something that's under the surface and avoided and not really talked about. The second way that you can manage money with your partner is to share your joint lifestyle expenses only. So everything else is separate. The only two things that you two manage as a couple are the lifestyle expenses that you share. So think, for example, if you live together, this would be your mortgage or your rent or your utilities or your internet or your cell phone if you two are on the same cell phone plan. It's really just the expenses that you two share as a couple. Here's the best way to make this work for you. First and foremost, you want to look at your income. Let's say someone in the partnership is making double the amount of money as the other person. If you want to create fairness in your relationship, then you wanna make sure that you are splitting your lifestyle expenses based off the proportion of income that you both make. The third way that you can manage your money is that you can combine everything. Now, I'm going to tell you the most successful way to manage your money this way because inevitably what both of you are going to desire in this arrangement is that you both maintain some amount of financial autonomy. And there is totally a way that you can do this. When you put all of your money together, you can decide a specific amount of money that each of you get to spend whatever way you want. And everything else is shared together as a family. I find when I have been working with couples that this tends to be the most successful way for them to actually come together and to manage their money in a way that feels really good for them. And I'll tell you why. The reason why is because inevitably money is a source of power in this world and it is also a source of power in your relationships. When you two come together and when you have equality, financial equality in your relationship among both partners, regardless if one person makes 20,000 or one person makes 2 million, you each get to live a similar level of lifestyle. Now, some of you may listen to this and say, that is not okay with me. It is not okay if I make a lot of money and my partner doesn't make a lot of money that we live a shared lifestyle. But here's what I'll tell you. That will be incredibly challenging for you to live together and make decisions together if there is an unequal power dynamic financially between you two with your money. But what I have seen to be the most successful is when there is financial equality. That does mean that you share your money with your partner as if it is theirs and you share it as a team. 
Coming together with your money and your partner can be one of the most rewarding experiences I believe that you can have in your partnership simply because there may be times where your partner ends up making a lot more money than you and there may be times where you make a lot more money than your partner. But when you establish this level of shared trust and shared support and shared goals to build a mutual life together, which is essentially what is happening when you are in relationship, when you're married to someone, then you can actually hit your goals faster and you two can share a wonderful life and a wonderful partnership not only in the world, but also in your money. All right, now I'm gonna give you four quick tips on things that you can do to manage money more successfully and with more ease in your partnership. Number one is to set up your system and play to your strengths. So in order for you all to have financial equality and play as a team with your money, you want to make sure that you two are working on your money together. What I suggest is to set up a money system that reflects that question that you all just answered, which is what is considered shared money versus what is considered individual money. When you fully understand how you're gonna manage your money together as a partnership, you want to set up a system that reflects that. If you do not have a system, I highly suggest you download my free money map training because I will teach you the step-by-step process that I use to manage my money. And this is something that can be really, really helpful in setting up a shared money system with you and your partner. The next thing that you wanna do is you wanna make sure you're playing to your strengths. So if you are someone that is very detail-oriented, perhaps you're the person that ends up managing the spreadsheet, balancing your accounts at the end of the month, or really understanding how much you've spent and saved. If you are someone that's more big picture, perhaps you're the person that goes in and monitors your net worth changes, or you're someone that really thinks about the trends of where you're using your money and why you're using it. But regardless, I want each of you to identify your strengths as it relates to money and make sure that you design a system and habits between the two of you that reflects your strengths and brings them together to make sure that you are managing money as a team. Tip number two is to always be transparent. One of the major blockers that I see in couples with their money is when they start to hide purchases from their partner or they start to lie about their finances or they have hidden credit card debt or aren't making as much money as what they said that they were making. One of the main things that creates lack of trust is when there is a lack of transparency. If you find yourself giving your partner only half of the details or not wanting to fully expose or talk through your financial situation, I suggest just taking one step back and starting to explore your own shame around your finances. Are there things that you're doing that feel out of integrity for you? Are you taking action that you wish you wouldn't be taking? Do you have debt that you're ashamed of that you haven't fully shared with your partner? Allowing yourself to see that shame, to start to heal that shame is a huge step in being transparent in your partnership as well. So if you find yourself lying or feeling embarrassed about your money, seek financial help for your own experience with money, your own relationship with money, so that you can show up more fully and more openly to your partnership with money. In order to practice full financial transparency, it's great if there's a level of trust that is established between you and your partner. So that's why having that conversation at the beginning where you really understand how you two are going to handle your money 
can make it really clear on what the expectations are in the event that you two start managing money together and you start bringing your full financial pictures to the table. I know for me, when Craig and I first got together, it was really difficult to be completely honest about how much money I was spending on shopping, how much money I was spending on going out to eat because I didn't want him to judge me. But it really took telling him and talking through a lot of the financial decisions that we had made several times together to really get on the same page and understand each other and really align on what we wanted with our money. But we would have never gotten there had we not been completely transparent with your money. So this is a key principle, key tenet that you want to make sure you bring to your relationship as it relates to money. The next tip is to schedule money dates. So this is something that I love doing with Craig. I actually have a video on money dates that you can watch here. But money date process is where you have a scheduled check-in for your money. My suggestion is definitely make these money dates fun. This is not about judging each other or looking at the past and getting upset. This is about looking at where you are now, where you're going, and the intentions that you want to set for yourself. So make sure that you approach these money dates with a positive attitude and with positive thoughts, not only about money, but also about your partner and what they want with their money. Tip number four is to make sure each of you have a no questions asked number. What this means is that in your relationship, you two should each have a certain amount of money that you get to spend every single month, no questions asked. So I know I just went through financial transparency and why that's very important. However, financial autonomy and independence is equally as important. So the way that I design that in my money relationship with my partner is that we have a specific amount of money that each of us have decided that we're able to spend no questions asked. We have this in a separate account from the other person and we can do whatever we want with it. I could go on a girl's trip or he could buy a bunch of running gear. It doesn't matter how you spend it. The only requirement is that if you choose to spend above and beyond that, if you spend outside of your no questions asked money, then you are transparent and clear about why and we talk through these spending decisions so that everyone can be on the same page. I don't think you should have to go to your partner and ask every single purchase, hey, are you cool if we buy this together? No, I want you each to have your no questions asked number. Make sure that you're on the same page about how much money that is for both of you so that you can have the freedom to spend that money as you choose. And then everything else is joint. And if you decide you're going to spend in those buckets, that is a shared conversation. That is questions that you both bring to the table on how much money do you mind if I spend on this thing so that you can be aligned financially. All right, so that is it. If you are managing money with your partner, I hope you found this video useful. Make sure if you haven't already to start your free money map training so you can get a shared system and shared language for you and your partner with money. I hope you have a great week and I will see you in the next video. Have you ever built a budget, but within weeks felt exhausted by the spreadsheets, the upkeep, or the restrictive spending categories? If so, you are not alone. Budgeting has never worked for me, so I created a new way, money mapping. Money mapping has all of the things you need to be successful in your wealth building journey. It's simple, organized, and automated, but most importantly, 
it offers a completely new way to relate to money and manage it in your life. If you're ready to kick off your no-budget strategy for building wealth, sign up for my free Money Map training at www.holistic-money.com forward slash Money Map. Here's to building wealth with ease.